All right, y'all, welcome back to another installment in this series about the debate between Arminians and Calvinists or the popular debate regarding God's role and our role, if any, in salvation. The last installment, the last, the first episode on total depravity, if you listen to it, raised the question, it begged the question, where does faith come from? Where does faith come, come from? That question gets to the heart of this debate. Is faith in Christ something left up to us to choose, or is it something God single-handedly brings about in us? Calvinists believe God gives people new hearts that believe in Jesus. Arminians believe that God, in some sense, leaves the choice to believe in Christ in the hands of individuals. Let's get into what I mean by that. Now, it may come as a surprise to you, as some things in the last episode may have come as a surprise to you, that the following quotes from Dr. Roger Olson's book that I'm interacting a bunch with in this series, the following quotes quotes represent what Arminians believe about how someone comes to faith in Christ. It might surprise you that these are uh, quotes representative of Arminian theology. Dr. Olson explains that, quote, Arminians do not believe that salvation is ultimately in their own hands. It is all of grace. So Arminian theology, he says, does not think that salvation is ultimately in our own hands. He says, quote, it is all of grace. Interestingly, he says, quote, for Arminius, for Jacob Arminius, he's speaking of, the saved person cannot boast because even faith is a gift of God. He goes on, even repentance is a gift of God. This is representative of Arminian theology. So as a Calvinist, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more that salvation is all of grace, that faith is a gift of God, that repentance is a gift of God, that, quote, the saved person cannot boast because even faith is a gift of God. Okay, couldn't agree more. However, we disagree nonetheless. To say faith and repentance is a gift of God seems to settle the case. Okay, we agree on that. Uh, People believe in Jesus because God gives those people, those believers, their belief in Jesus. But... What I found is that Arminianism means something very, very different from Calvinism, and it all hinges on, again, the idea of provenient grace. Provenient grace, uh, Olson says, is the linchpin of Arminian soteriology. It is the linchpin of what Arminians believe regarding salvation. Okay, so you're going to hear about provenient grace again and again, just as you did in the last episode. Provenient grace gets to the heart of, of, of what Arminians and what Arminian theology thinks about regarding salvation and how salvation happens. For for Arminians, faith is a gift. Um, And Dr. Olson repeatedly shows that Arminianism places a high value on saying that anything good in us towards God, including faith, is due to God's grace. So just consider the following quotes. Again, they might surprise you. Listen to these quotes. Actual believing belongs to grace, and no one actually does believe without provenient and accompanying grace. For Arminius, the human ability to cooperate with God's grace is itself the gift of God. It is not a natural human ability. In other words, Olson is going to talk about how Arminianism uh, talks about cooperating with God's grace, improving upon God's grace, things like that in matters of salvation. But he says that even that is a gift of God. The ability to do that is a gift of God. More quotes. The decisive factor is the grace of God from beginning to end. Grace is the, quote, sole cause of faith. 
Whatsoever good is in man or is done by man, God is the author and doer of it. That was a quote from John Wesley that Olson quotes in his book. Olson goes on, other quotes, even that non-resistance is a work of God. In other words, for someone to not resist God's grace, to not resist it, even that is a work of God. Lastly, all good is attributed solely to God's grace. Now, in light of those quotes, we might wonder again, where in the world do Calvinists and Arminians disagree? Because those statements sound like they came straight from the mouth of John Calvin. We're both saying the same thing, aren't we? That faith is a gift, and the sole cause of our faith is God. But in reality, when we dive into the nuts and bolts, we're not. Even as Arminianism makes all of the above, uh, the above claims, um, mysteriously, it maintains that God leaves people to themselves to choose to believe in Jesus, to receive that gift. I'll get into why I say mysteriously. Um, it, it leaves people to themselves in some sense to not resist those gifts and those graces. So God leaves people to themselves in their freed state under prevenient grace to not resist, to receive, to improve upon that grace. So consider the following quotes, okay? In fact, classical Arminianism does, does say that people can choose God, but only with the help of the Holy Spirit. This is called prevenient grace. Olson says, faith and repentance are gifts, quote, although they are gifts that must be accepted by a bare decision to not resist them, end quote. So to accept faith and repentance is simply to decide not to resist those gifts in your life. He goes on, all the person does is cooperate by not resisting. So a person does have to cooperate with these graces by not resisting them. Another quote, the person under the influence of grace can resist it and, in order to be saved, must freely accept it of his, of his or her own volition. Okay, so there you got to note that he speaks of our own volition. So in one sense, God is leaving us to ourselves in our own volition, our own wills, to accept these gifts of repentance and faith, to not resist them. More quotes. There's a certain, quote, synergistic cooperation between humans and the saving God. Synergy meaning uh, humans and God are working together, cooperating in matters of salvation. Whereas Calvinists would say that salvation is monergistic. There's one acting party. All the human has to do is receive it. All the human has to do is receive it. And then lastly, another quote, faith itself is both a work of God and a free response of the human. So there you go. You got that synergy in that last quote. It's a work of God and a free response of the human. Okay. On the one hand, a person's faith is solely attributed to God's work and grace. He's the author of it. But on the other hand, it's clearly and explicitly attributed to an individual, even if in a minor role. And it's precisely here where things are really perplexing and inconsistent for Arminian theology. In a general sense, they can say faith is all of prevenient grace. People get to the position of being able to believe due to prevenient grace alone. However, from that position, some choose to believe in Jesus and some do not, right? Some choose to believe in Jesus. Some choose to not resist faith and repentance, and some choose to resist it. Here's the key question. Why? Why do some choose to believe and some do not? Why do some resist and some do not? Why do some receive the gifts and some do not. 
Now, according to Arminianism's own premises, if if uh, God authors faith, then he's chosen to not author faith for some, right? Meaning, if someone does believe, then Arminian theology says God caused that faith. God caused that belief. It's all of his grace. Uh, but if someone doesn't, it would seem that Arminian theology would have to say God didn't author faith for them. Those who resist Jesus did not receive the same grace that brought about the faith of others, right? If some believe due to grace, then those who resist Jesus missed out on that grace, right? If some believe in Jesus and that was a cause of grace from God, then those who don't believe in Jesus clearly didn't get that same grace, right? Those are the questions I'm asking. But Armenians here flatly deny that way of thinking. They deny that way of thinking. But I see no grounds for them to deny it. So addressing this very dilemma, this very dilemma of why do some people believe and some people do not believe in Arminian theology, Dr. Olson writes, quote, Arminius's critics understand him, but consider him inconsistent. For all of his affirmations of the necessity of grace, he still affirmed that the person under the influence of grace can resist it and in order to be saved must freely accept it of his or her own volition by not resisting it. For them, for Arminius's critics, this is to take back with one hand what Arminius gave with the other. In other words, what he's saying is Arminius's critics would say what I just said, which is he affirms that it's all of grace— um, and then yet also affirms that the person under the influence of grace can still resist it. So why do some people resist it and some people don't? Did the people who not who 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 received it get extra grace? I mean, what, how does that distinction made? And so that so his critics would say, "You seem inconsistent here. You're you're giving one thing, but but then taking it back with the other hand." Now here's Olson's response to that dilemma. Quote: Fine. We will have to disagree about that. So Dr. Olson in his book offers no grounds on which Arminianism can say that belief is due to God's grace, wholly, solely, alone, and yet people still have to accept it of their own volition. There's no, there's no resolution offered to that. Just fine. The, res, the resolution of the problem in the book is fine. We'll just have to dis- disagree. We just have to disagree about it. And so at this point, Armenian theology appeals to mystery. Quote, a mystery lies at the heart of this cooperation between the human will and the grace of God. In other words, it can't be explained. It can't be explained in Armenian theology how faith can be solely caused by God, and yet at the same time, God allows humans to make that choice themselves. It can't be explained how one person believes, and that's solely attributed to God's grace, but another person who apparently received the exact same grace didn't believe. That is just a total mystery in Arminian theology. Calvinists here are consistent. Calvinists maintain maintain consistency by saying that God is the sole cause of faith. They never turn to say that humans contribute even a minor deciding factor. They are consistent in saying that, that salvation is all of grace, and faith comes about by the gracious work of God. Full stop. Arminians, thankfully, affirm that salvation is all of grace and faith. Um, they affirm that salvation is all uh, of grace and faith, and that it comes about by the gracious work of God, but their explanation of why some believe and some don't is not consistent with the idea that salvation is all of grace. 
the apparent inconsistency is resolved by saying, well, we'll just have to disagree. You know, it's a mystery. The end result is affirming rightly that salvation is all of God's grace to God's glory. The, the two theological positions affirm that and believe that. But the end result is not being able to explain how it's all of God's grace alone. Arminian theology cannot fully explain how salvation is all of God's grace alone to God's glory alone. Calvinists believe that God gives us new hearts that believe in Jesus. So salvation is monergistic. Arminians believe that God frees our wills so that we might possibly believe in Jesus, but he doesn't ensure that we will believe. It's possible, but it's not guaranteed or insured. So at some point, God steps back, so to, so to speak, and he lets us make a choice. Um, that choice is somehow mysteriously considered all of grace and yet also left up to us in our own volition. So in Armenian theology, salvation is synergistic. And in that light, I don't understand how Armenians can then deny that salvation is ultimately in our own hands. Armenian theology would deny that, that it's ultimately in our own hands, but I don't know how they deny that. That, that truly is a, a kind of a, a question mark for me. How do you deny that it's ultimately in our hands when it is left up to our own volition? And there's no explanation of, of why some believe and some don't. So to show why I follow the Calvinist position here, let's look at, I'll quickly, let me, let me just quickly summarize what I said in, in the last episode on total depravity. In Ephesians 2, Paul is speaking to Christians and he says, you were dead in your sins and trespasses in which you once walked. So before we were believers, we were dead and without faith. And then something happened, quote, but God made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. The, the, those are verses I'm pulling out from Ephesians 2. So in Ephesians 2, Paul says, You were dead without faith, and then all of a sudden, due to God alone, you were made alive. And this alive state is a state of believing in Jesus. So in other words, think about this. You were dead in sin, and then all of a sudden you had faith in Jesus. You were dead, and then you had faith. Why? Because of God. In Ephesians 2, it's because of God alone. There is no... There is no part you play in it. Again, quickly, in Titus 3, again, that I talked about in the first uh, first episode on total depravity, says we were once foolish, disobedient, led astray. This is before we were Christians, Paul writes of. And then something happens. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. And then it goes on to say, so that being justified. In other words, Christians were once led astray, foolish, dead. Then all of a sudden we were justified. Why? Because of, quote, God our Savior. So we were once dead, and then all of a sudden we were justified through faith in Christ. We were once dead without faith, and then we had faith. And there's no part in there for synergy. It is because of God. But God showed up. So I deny the idea about partial regeneration due to provenient grace. I don't see that in Scripture. And therefore I deny uh, that coming to faith is a synergistic process in which God and I cooperate Okay, think about your own salvation for a second. Are you not bewildered to some degree about your own salvation? How in the world did you come to faith in Jesus? Why in the world do you still believe in Jesus? Just ponder your own faith. Pondering your own faith is like a resurrected person pondering their new life. They stand there alive. They look behind them at an empty tomb with their name on it. But their name has been crossed out because they've been raised from the dead. They once were in that tomb dead, and they didn't even know it. And then the rest of their life, they marvel at the reality that someone raised them from the dead. And they weren't involved in that choice. Nobody asked them 
to be involved. It wasn't synergistic. They just are now alive and they stand amazed and they marvel and they're thankful. Why do I believe in Jesus? Why do you believe in Jesus? We marvel at this. The answer is God single-handedly brought us to faith in him. Now, at this point, you might be wondering about the whole idea of God's sovereignty, free will, violating free will, the nature of genuine free love. Um, and it's at this point that Arminianism lobs two big core objections against Calvinism. And they are this, that Calvinism here, as it talks about faith and faith being a gift of God, Arminian theology says that Calvinism violates the character of God as a God of love, and it, and, and it violates the nature of genuine love for God. And so, to those objections, we will turn in the coming episode. So, until then, guys, thanks for listening.